Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on? Oh, man, I'm worn out. I can't believe you dragged me out of my tour bus for this. I know, but you're here. I'm here. I know, but I'm worn out, dude. I have been I have been at it. I know. I get up every morning and I jog my memory. Playing esports? Yeah. Wow. We should talk about that today. We brought a, a couple of up-and-comers in the – I don't even want to say that. These dudes have arrived, actually. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce them. We've got with us today Mason Mulino. Is that correct? Close. Molino. Molino. I knew I was going to mess it up. And for those of you listening, I did ask before we recorded. And Aaron Hockey. Uh, Mason's the CEO and Aaron is the CTO of High School Esports League. Welcome. Yeah. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you guys coming. So I'm pretty worn out from playing esports all morning. But <laughs> I've got a big question. What? What is an esport? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. I think we should go ahead and dive right in. What are what is esports? Is it what are esports or what is esports? Are we talking about playing Probably Fortnite here, one. or are we talking about playing like what are we talking about? Yeah, uh, um, Fortnite's so, one of them. Yeah, it's one of them. Um, the <laughs> definition the that I like to give is that it's any video game that can be played competitively. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, esports has grown a lot. Um, I'm going to be honest, you guys are going to do a lot of education today because I'm 43. I'm not a gamer. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, I'm just amazed at the growth. I mean, they're talking about putting this in the Olympics. Am I correct? That's mm -hmm. so yeah. crazy to me. I know. So, and it's clearly a big deal. Now, I believe that it was you guys that actually, one of you guys told me that one of the most viewed events, like, like Super Bowl kind of viewing was an esports event. Yeah, League of Legends, um, they have their worlds, their world finals. Um, it usually draws quite a few more viewers than the Super Bowl does. You got to keep in mind, though, wow. this is this is global. Um, so you got, you know, China is obviously a huge esports market. Is um, Asia much bigger into esports than North America at this point? It's usually how the trend goes. Um, we're a couple years behind. That is slowly, we're, we're closing the gap, uh, but... That's usually how the trend goes. When I was in Hong Kong two weeks ago, I was probably right in the middle of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I've spent a lot of time worrying about the gap that needs to be closed between American and Asian esports. One, one thing's for sure. And <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you up at night. Yeah. I, yeah, I was. I mean, that's. I look a little yeah. tired right now. In, it's, it's in Hong Kong, I, they have um, really cool com – they called it a computer arcade, but it's like where they sold computer stuff like parts and mm -hmm. Nintendo games, all that sort of stuff. It was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It made Micro Center look like a shitty place. I'm sure. It was like the nirvana of all nerds and geeks to go buy computers or electronics or gadgets. It was off the charts. Interesting. Really cool. There was a lot of esports nerds there. I'm was sure. everybody wearing a skinny tie that worked there like Micro Center? <laughs> Is that a requirement? <laughs> so, it was cool. So let's talk, before we get into too much of this, let's talk a bit, little bit about what you guys do because it's, it's impressive. You guys have um, built quite the platform so far at uh, highschoolesportsleague.com. 
And this is uh, give us a little uh, give us a little background about why you guys started it, and more so what you guys do. And it, I'll leave it up to you if you want to share like how many people are in your platform. I will preface it by saying that's a lot. Sure, um, Mason. Yeah, so we started it. It, it was a passion project. Um, Charlie, the other co-founder that's not here, and I uh, went to high school together. Um, college together. And when we graduated, uh, the market had just crashed um, in 2008. So we were a couple years after that, but it still was awful. No one could find jobs. So we decided um, we were delivering pizzas at the time, both living at home. We we're like, well, what are we going to do? You know, we need to do something. Um, so we would sit and, and brainstorm ideas. The one that stuck was um, why can't we play video games as a team sport in high school. So we decided that we were going to give it a try. So we didn't know where to start. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, so we just started on Facebook marketing, trying to run tournaments for one game. Um, we got 20 teams and we were like, holy cow, there's something out there for this. Um, and it was all, it was all just, we wanted to what get year back. Was that? So 2009, this was 2008? 2012. Okay. Yeah. It was a couple of years after we'd graduated. Um, we were like, wow, this, there's actually something here. So let's continue. Let's, let's see where this goes. Um, that's when we found AJ. He was doing something similar out in San Francisco. Uh, he had eight local teams and he ran a season. He actually owned the domain name and that's how we got in touch. Uh, and then we just started playing video games together and, it was just a natural fit that we continue on. But the passion part, just it was a hobby for a long time after that, a couple more years um, to the point where it got so big that we had to decide whether we were going to keep doing this or quit our jobs and find a way to, to monetize. So, so is the goal to create a community where you can get just like-minded people to team up together and do these? Are they more like tournaments or just like yeah. for people to play ad hoc no, you know, so, or... yeah, so we wanted it to be a season. Um, we wanted it to be just like football, baseball. So it's soccer. like a structured tournament. Yes, yeah. So it's eight, week long, eight weeks long with a, a playoff and, and a finals um, every fall and spring. I would have loved this. I mean, so I go back like 15 years ago playing Halo 3 and all that sort of stuff and getting my ass kicked most time by five-year-olds. But <laughs> this would have been awesome, right? I would, have, I would have ate this up. It would have been a lot of fun. How was that different from when you're not playing video games <laughs> well i don't get teabagged in real life oh god <laughs> jesus this is why i need a buzzer with you <laughs> so hey you don't know what that means unless you play esports like, yeah i thought that was a mushroom stamp <laughs> thanks for clarifying <laughs> anyway this is why we mark our show explicit it is for adults and if your children are listening man i'm sorry all right. So as far as your platform goes now, the, obviously the term high school is in it. So, and this is what I found to be so interesting when I was talking to you guys. So high schools, is it the school? Like, is like, all right. So I went to Blue Valley North high school. Like does Blue Valley North have like a school sponsored team or is that like high schools do that the same way I played on the baseball team? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm not sure if they specifically do. I know there's a couple of Blue Valley schools sure. coming on. Um, high schools in general. So so now, since we've started the platform and, and AJ has developed that out, um, it's a place where they have to have teacher oversight and the administration has to have buy-in. So they've approved it. So that means they can use their logos and colors. Um, so it'd be like a really true sanctioned school team. Right. I mean, they could create a school it's, team anyways, right? But right. to make it a true school it, team. It's mainly club-based right now. Um, some schools are starting to adopt it into their varsity programs, uh, which is really cool because they can letter in it and get credit for That's it. crazy. Uh, but right <laughs> now, the, the vast majority is is club-based. So just like... Okay. Know, so I would imagine at some point, especially early on, like this is probably a lot easier to get schools or people to buy into and adopt than it was five years ago. And people are like, wait, you want to play video games as a sport in school? Like, yeah. I mean, is that a common reaction or things that you have to kind of climb over when you deal with the schools or getting involved with them? We used to, yeah. um, not so much anymore. I think it has a lot to do with there's a lot more exposure for esports. The market's ready for this. Right. Um, back when we started, I think we were a little ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, and we were just waiting for everybody to catch up. Uh, the last couple of years have, we've seen that, um, it's, it's been insane growth, uh, compared to the years prior. Um, and we don't get much pushback anymore. Uh, a lot of people ask that. And I usually just say, you'd be surprised at how little pushback we get, even with the, the shooter games and the, the hyper-realistic military stuff. Hmm. Um, we have a number that. of Catholic schools that, yeah. that are, they have five CSGO teams, which is Counter-Strike Source, so, or Global Offensive. Global Offensive, yeah. Um, and that's has terrorists and counter-terrorists, you know, in the name and winning. And so, and it's super hyper-realistic. Um, I think the problem is these schools are realistic now to know, okay, we can tell the kids they can't do this, but they've already been doing it for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of it too is that my nine-year-old plays Fortnite, even though I don't want him to. So, play but, it all you, the time. but you play. You were a gamer growing up. See, our parents were not. No, you know, I and and I'm older, and I remember when my dad brought home an Atari, and I was five, and like it was a big deal. Like mm -hmm. Pac-Man, Asteroids was like the very first Pac-Man and Asteroids, and then when Miss Pac-Man came out, oh my god, that was like game changing. But my dad had never played video games prior to that. And so he's still like my age now when that was coming out. So I would imagine that some of it too is like, so you, but you and I, we played games growing up. Yeah. I mean, I, so I mean, my I, early twenties were a lot of halo. Yeah. And I think for that many, many I, hours, I think that getting as, killed by five-year-olds. Am I, am me. I right about that? Do you think yeah, that I, that has something to do with I, it? I think that has a, a large impact. Um, Charlie, he talks to a lot of parents in schools. Yeah. Um, he says that all the time. Parents are, they are more worried about where can I get a scholarship for my, my kid? Where can he go pro instead of let's stop him from playing? This now, is unhealthy. Now, if you go back to my high school days, none of this was really possible. I mean, when I was like 15, 16, I think we were one of the first cities to get broadband internet. Like that was totally new. Now, I do remember when I was in high school playing like Unreal Tournament. Mm -hmm. um, this was like late late, late nineties. Like that was like cutting edge. You go back 20 years yeah. ago, like broadband and all that stuff was new. It's, it's weird to think that, but how big of a difference that has on like the generation of people we're talking about, we're talking about like our parents and even yeah. ourselves. Like I was at the right cusp of the age myself as a high schooler to be even like, it was even technically able to do this before that I played text-based games. I played a ton of text-based games on bulletin boards. That's what I played mm. before 
cable broadband and all that stuff. And how, I played Unreal old Tournament. How are you, and, man? <laughs> 73. You're 37. <laughs> Yeah, well, I graduated I mean, high school in 1999. Right, so. and I was 93, and I—I I mean, I saw the internet for the first time when I was in high school, so mm. I might be a little bit outside that. And you mentioned, yeah. you just mentioned scholarships. So, are people earning scholarships? Like, and are those provided by third parties, or is it the actual universities actually have built in? So it's a little bit of both. Um, we, as an organization, give out scholarships for our our. <laughs> Our seasons, um, we've given out probably about a hundred thousand, maybe a little bit more, in scholarships to uh, students that play with us. Okay. Wow! Uh, we've helped facilitate. So last year, um, that being 2018, 2019 school year, um, through the colleges and universities around the country that have esports programs, it's, it was about 16 million given out in scholarships. Um, that number is expected to more than double this year. I think it's almost already hit, you know, where it was last year and we're not even into the 2019 fall school year. So, um, it's, uh, it's a crazy amount and it's just going to get crazier for any schools listening. I have all four years of eligibility left. <laughs> um, I am, I am still, uh, I have not used up any of my eligibility for esports or any other sport. So, so question for you. So your guys' focus sounds like obviously based on your company name is high school. But what about like if Matt and I wanted to play Fortnite together and find a bunch of other dudes in Kansas City to do a tournament? Can we do that with your platform? So that's another thing that we've been working on is white labeling the platform. AJ could probably speak more to that. Um, we've we've been in talks with... Uh, your trying, so your focus is only high school teams right now. We're laser focused there. Okay. Um, we want to we want to go to mil uh, to not military uh, middle school. We would love to do corporation leagues, um, business, local, intramural. Um, oh yeah, company team stuff. coming soon. Yeah, I'm gonna be so bad. Talk about corporate <laughs> challenge. Like whole when, new era. if I play these games, I'm the guy that's like got uh, my dude is running into the corner just jumping up and down. Yeah. Like I'm the guy that you find in the corner jumping by himself and then you just kill me. And then I spawn and then you just kill me again. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me on your team. That's what I'm trying to say. You can, you can be a coach or uh, I, nah, maybe I'll be, I'll be, a, I'll be a sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> okay. You guys go over there and I'll get killed yeah. and I'll stay here. Yeah. You'd be like to Corsi, you go, yeah, you go over there, make them chase you, and then we'll, we'll, <laughs> go, we'll just, go, go just the flag. Go just them and commit suicide over here. That's part of why I never got into games. Like, I mean, some people are just good at that stuff. Like, I was okay, but I was never great. So, I was never that great at it. So, you guys have had a high level of adoption of your platform. Um, can we talk about that? Because I, yeah. I mean, I just really think it's just such a validating factor. Like, um, and I don't know what your, I was just super impressed with how many people are in it and yeah yeah, yeah. sure yeah we have uh, so we partner directly with schools um we have about 1700 now that are on the platform 1700 high schools yeah, yeah. yes uh that's, that's a lot of schools that's impressive right <laughs> mainly the u.s um we're starting to push a little bit into canada just because everybody can play on the same servers <clears throat> north american servers excuse me yeah you're gonna need to make your whole system uh language support multiple languages yeah that's Something so you can go conquer too. Asia. Yeah. There's, South America has a huge um, esports scene that's kind of bubbling up. Uh, we've been thinking about that. Yeah. And South Korea, they don't really have any infrastructure around high school, which you'd think they would. Um, so we've been thinking about that yeah. too. 
we have um, so we have about sixty thousand users um, on the platform now. Most of them are in school clubs, but we do offer free agent tournaments called Opens, um, where anybody can sign up and get verified as a high school student and play. Oh, yeah, we've got eligibility left, I think. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got to have a student ID, so you probably need to. I can fake one of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So how so how do you, how do you guys monetize this? Do you charge the school? How does um, that work? Yeah, it it just depends. We're pretty flexible with them. Um, we'll the student can pay individually. Um, they can gather their money and pay together, or we can invoice the school. So you pay like per if you have a league or a season, that's a set cost, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, going right. to be split amongst the different however many teams. Yeah, and then we sell uh, longer lengths of activation so we have semester length and then yearly length as well okay can yeah. you guys share what the what it costs or we need yeah to share that? um it's about 20 to 30 dollars a season depending on how long the season is per per school or per person per person, per person. okay yeah. cool and so if you, and how many people are on a team um it depends on the game you're playing so, so you're, some games you'll play singular yeah, sometimes it's team I think, yeah i think the more important thing is how many people are in a club right so okay. on average it's about 15 and that number is going up 15 per school or per school okay yeah and that number is going up some some schools have over 100 so if you have eight teams in the league and 15 people you got 120 people playing in there that's i mean that's a lot that's a lot yeah i think people grow i think people that build software entrepreneurs in general just grossly overestimate how or underestimate how difficult it is to get one user into your platform so so yeah. your guys's goal is to organize the tournaments and figure out when people play and who's going to play and stuff like that right so yeah. do you guys also pull in any kind of stats around like how how you perform like um, like metrics from the games and stuff like currently, that? Currently, no, we're not, but that's something that we're building right now. Yeah, I imagine and, those. And the, and the trouble is, is that we have to work with game publishers to do that. So we're trying to figure out a way that we can universally aggregate statistics without um, having to integrate with every single game publisher because esports come and go really fast, and we want to be able to collect statistics for everybody. Any yeah. game that what playing. are what are the games that everyone? I mean, what are the most popular games? I I hear Fortnite all the time, but what are the other ones? Fortnite, League of Legends, okay. Overwatch, Smash Bros. Okay, yeah, and that's those are the big ones. Those are the big ones right now. Yeah. Okay. Counter Counter Strike, you mentioned Counter Strike's pretty good. Yeah, it's consistently big. Mm-hmm. This will show you how uh, how uneducated I am on this subject. So, what are you playing these on? Are these on computer? Is this like a game system or Xbox most of them, or PlayStation? Most of them are pc based okay. so league of legends csgo overwatch those those are where the community is most okay uh, but smash bros that's played on the switch um and then we also are now offering nba 2k madden and those are predominantly played on ps4 and xbox maybe we could play some madden together i would sound still terrible or actually can we just play like tecmo bowl that'd be more fun. that w- i'd be okay with that once we got past the b and the a button and yeah. just like the little four-way and you can get a touchdown I, I, I on was, every play i was if i'm bo jackson yeah then yeah i want to bring the the nfl blitz back that was the best it might be kind of fun to do a, a retro game there yeah we well retro seasons. games i mean that's if i'm gonna play if i play games yeah. so well it'll eh, pong's a little too basic little like too techno, fast for you techno <laughs> no, yeah <laughs> Te- techmo ball like i got into that i used to play that what did I, I was i mean i was never i never really liked the adventure games like i never really liked trying to find the secret door in some other place like i played Your sports growing yeah, I didn't have, maybe I didn't have the like, patience yeah. or the attention to detail or something like that. Um, my parents really didn't 
weren't super supportive of, of us playing video games a lot unless but yet my dad played tetris for hours a day so and i'm not even good at that either yeah good i guess i stick with other things so aaron i have a couple questions for you sure um so as the cto of this company and you get all that you have this platform with all these different people that are in it there's got to be like do you have surge demand in times when you get a lot of people playing in there and like, what are some of the technical challenges that you've had to overcome and what would your advice be for those that are trying to scale a platform in the same way you guys have done? Yeah, totally. Um, luckily we haven't had a lot of downtime. Um, and that, that's been just super easy running on AWS. So we haven't had any really a lot of trouble there. Um, we do have a lot of search time on weekends when kids are putting in match scores and different things like that and trying to find their matches. The biggest problem that we had to solve for was communication. So making sure that people are able to contact their opponent and be able to set up those matches. So there's a, there's a huge problem between player to player communication, teacher to player communication and teacher to teacher communication on the platform. Cause there's a lot of moving parts to getting these games played and being able to solve that through a chat system and different things like that to make the matches happen faster and go, go smoother. I mean, you also have to worry about some data privacy sort of stuff there too, and who yeah, can contact you. Yeah, so, cyberbullying right. and stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes there's a few school districts that have issues. They have like some sort of policy in place where they you can't collect certain data points. Um, and some states, even like Connecticut, has some weird law where you can't uh, collect student data. Um, but the majority of it is just COPA compliance that we have to follow. Um, What's so, COPA? So you have to be 13 or older to ah. make an account. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So what about dispute resolution? Like what if you're playing, two people are playing a game and there's a dispute, like, do you guys have to deal with, with that? Like, how, yeah. how do you get that figured out? That's a surprisingly manually manual process that has to happen. So we have a way for people to upload proof items on the platform. Like if they, <laughs> if they, if they put in a win, they upload some sort of end game screen where they're, they're the true winners of the match. Um, that soon will be automated with our all-inclusive uh, stat reporting system. Well, that'd be cool if you could like uh, integrate with Twitch or something like that, so you could just automatically collect the whole stream. We are, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. That's also really something cool. that we are working on as well in, in our product roadmap. Um, but we are integrated with Twitch currently, so that's cool. Yeah, I I just still think that's crazy. Like talking about dis the dispute resolution and, and all that, like, yeah. you know, like there's high schoolers I, I, are surprisingly petty. Uh, I, no, I, is that surprising? No. Uh, no so sometimes unreliable. Okay. So what happens if I win? I mean, is this just like for prestige and glory? Like, I mean, are there actual prizes? Cause are, you know, and then I'm actually a couple that into like, so there's, I don't know. I, I, um, you guys would know, but there are people that are, have made quite the living as esports what's the guy's name ninja yeah yeah is he like the one is he like the name brand guy right now yeah yeah okay now that, i saw a documentary on him he's doing tv commercials about him he's doing quite Red well Bull. he's doing quite well mm -hmm. let's put it that way so how does someone how, how does that dude make money how do other people make money doing this and like and in on a high school level or higher, like what are some of the prizes or glory? Yeah. So what are we competing for? So right now you're competing for scholarships mainly okay. um, as an individual, but um, for our summer invitational tournament, which is happening right now, those are the best teams within our league that are invited to a tournament. Um, we're working with MSI to provide uh, computer labs for the winners of that tournament. And who's MSI? MSI is a hardware uh, 
retailer. Um, they sell computers, monitors, graphics cards, all that gotcha. sort of stuff, high-end gaming computers. I mean, are there platforms out there, and obviously you guys could be one of these, where people could continually enter these tournaments? Like it's a $20 entrance fee, and whoever wins the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, splits the the pot of... Yeah, there's a lot of ter- like platforms out there right now that do that. Um, we could do that, but we just feel that there's so much more value in the educational space and amateur space, and it's just easier to get more people involved. And, and those platforms don't really see a lot of success um, because it's just one-offs. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. These are tied to a community at their yeah. school right. team, so exactly. there's a lot more to it. Uh, people don't really care if they're, they can just log on and... Well, I'm going to guess the high schools don't really want the kids playing to win money either. Yeah, and we have we have rules against that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So that it seems like you potentially you could take like your your product though and just clone it and have like a sort of commercial version of like. This is just a really um, interesting, cutting edge, modern way, modern version of tribe building and the power of it. So, I, you know, the concept of tribe building is where the people are as uh, find as much value in the interaction they have with each other as they do with whatever it's on stage or the product or whatever. And mm-hmm. I would assume that's why the communication needed to be where it is. So, yeah. so the, the people that are playing in these leagues, they are also communicating with each other. And did, does that, is that like an ongoing thing or they, yeah. so uh, there's this one platform that we use for communication uh, called discord. And that's huge in the gaming space. Uh, they have tons and tons of users. And it's basically like Slack, but for gamers. Okay. Um, and our Discord community has, what, about 20,000 members right now. So mm-hmm. imagine a Slack, um, public Slack forum with 20,000 gamers talking back and forth, talking about, you know, new metas and different things like that. Yeah, there's also channels on there for recruiting. So we have um, over 200 probably recruiters on there that are from college and universities trying to find students to come join their program. Wow. Um, we also have scrim channels. So students in their off time can find other teams around the country to play against so they can keep their skills up. Yeah. And that's, that's a, the whole tribe is a powerful draw wherever you can get it. And like, that'll, um, I mean, it happens in a lot of different things. That sense of community is powerful for people. And that, you know, I would imagine that that, so do you get a lot of people that are coming back into your platform just for that and not even to play, not even for the games that they're playing? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people just hang out in the Discord and have friends there. They can't, they are having trouble getting, you know, a club started at their sure. school. They just participate in the Opens every once in a while. So it's kind of a good way to get them involved, even if they're hitting a brick wall at their um, at their school. My sister, my youngest sister, uh, met her now husband playing, I think, League of Legends. Really? And he was actually nice. in Sweden. Wow. Somehow or another, they met playing League of Legends. They played hours and hours and hours. See, that's that yeah. whole, that, and ended up getting married. That's that whole like you know tr- pseudo tribe or it's something crazy. like that. And yeah, that's yeah. the people keep going back, and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing the the bond that gets created around stuff like that. I mean, everything from music to that just that, you talk about just the the growth of the internet in general, the chat room, yeah, yeah. and just that kind of stuff was revolutionary. That sense of community uh, was such yeah. a big thing. So. Well, um, going forward, what are some of the things that, you know, we, you had mentioned a couple of them, but what are some of the things that you guys really want to do with your platform? Like what's going to take this on an international level and we're going to, you know, see this being the driving factor, uh, into my personal Olympic gold medal. Cause I'm making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's a lot of things that we want to do. Really. We want to hone in on the product and make sure that we have, um, 
a lot of reasons for the user to keep logging in. So um, adding different services and different things like that onto the platform to really engage them with the community a lot more. Um, So that's our end goal. Um, And then once we get it there, we can really white label it and take it anywhere that we want, whether that's corporate leagues or um, any other amateur leagues, youth leagues, different things like that. I could definitely see you. It's like you get this hundreds of thousands of people that use your platform in high school. And then kind of once they get past that, you have like a whole like, pro semi-pro like same same system but you know Mm -hmm. outside of the high school realm yeah and then it's just a funnel at that point you can just transfer your account it's all on the same platform and everything like that so it's super that would be cool the whole idea of having corporate teams i think is a fantastic idea actually yeah and if you were going to do that i would target software development teams because they all have nerds on them that play games yeah can you imagine a game where our employees got an opportunity to kill us (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) we'd be doomed man We'd you be would doomed. be. Yeah, you would be. Nah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm great at Fortnite. I just run and hide. I mean, that's the whole point of the game, right? That's a strap. <laughs> Is you yeah. just run and hide. Survive. Well, not in the esports world because they yeah. counted by kills. You know, that's your true. Score. So you got to be active. That's where I'm going to dominate. You kill yourself. That counts, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, that shit. doesn't count. Damn, sorry. I'm screwed. You said you, you, by kills, it's the number that I would, uh, times I got killed. Yeah. Right? yeah mm-hmm. That sounds like a great way. Um, so, Obviously, highschoolesportsleague.com is one place where we can check out what you guys do. Um, do you guys have, are you guys on, are there some social media platforms where your your folks gather? You guys keep people up to date? Yeah, uh, our Twitter, HSEL Esports. It's slower? HSEL Esports. Okay. <laughs> All right. And is that where most of the, is that where most of your communities gathered and chat? Yeah. And then our discord as well. So if you want to go to that, you just type in on your URL on your browser, discord.gg forward slash H-S-E-L. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, So what are some of the big events that are coming up with esports? Like, is there, uh, you guys, what was the event you mentioned earlier? It's a world championship. Yeah. That happens in October. Mm -hmm. Where is that? It, it travels. Yeah. I'm not sure where it is this year. I'm not sure either. <laughs> you guys have been I mean, busy. they've been at the Staples Center. They've been Madison Square Garden. Like, yeah, they sell it out in 20 seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. I was at a Microsoft event once for Microsoft Build, and they have these parties. And one of the things we got to do was go to an AMC theater, and people could play. I think at the time it was Titanfall on the big screen in mm-hmm. the theater, like 150. That was, like, really cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you were sitting there playing Xbox games on the full I, I size it's funny, the, the Royals is a fundraiser. Um, you can they do an auction and you can play Mario Kart oh, wow. on the giant scoreboard at the K, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they, they auction it off during a game, and I think That's it cool. goes for like twenty five hundred bucks. Wow. And you get to like play Mario Kart like there, and it's it's pretty funny because they actually tested it and they let their employees do it. So our rep at the Ro- our Royals rep got to play. Did you guys see this on the news? Because it actually went, went the, the web, the traffic helicopter just happened to be flying by and it ended up kind of going viral. They're like Royal Stadium employees caught playing Mario Kart on the scoreboard. <laughs> and, it, and it was it really was like sharing. Mean, it, it, it did kind of go viral. And I thought that was pretty funny. But that was actually a, like a sales contest for them. So they got to play. I thought that was interesting. It's just cool to see games like that on the big screen. Yes. Like that's cool. So let's talk about you guys. What's your favorite game, Aaron? Um, well, right now, uh, most recent game that I played religiously was uh, Call of Duty Blackout. Yeah. Yeah, the new Call of Duty 4, uh, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4. Yeah. Okay. But I played a lot of League of Legends. That was the last game I actually got into, Call of Duty. I think it was back at 2, and I enjoyed that. 
I don't like games that I get shot and die because I get shot every time. Die, so <laughs> that was tough. Like I, that, Does that would... pretty much rule me out of all games. Maybe. Yeah. No, not really. No. What are you trying to do? Be a dragon? Something else? <laughs> That's right. What's your avatar, Matt? What are you going to be? You're, you're a unicorn buddy yeah unicorn like a it. purple one yeah. like the one i saw with my daughter at jojo's yeah Siwa. i'm jojo's unicorn yeah what about <laughs> what about you mason what's your game of choice um i guess the last one i really played was blackout with aj but did, got you, into did you kill him oh we usually squatted up yeah play on the same team. we were really good yeah we were pretty good actually i yeah. want to play these guys and <laughs> uh, apex legends i played that quite a bit um and then now with wow classic coming out in august um i reactivated my wow subscription so is wow still very big or is that kind of really died off um i think their numbers have dropped it still has a huge community but i think wow classic is going to be pretty big i hope um that's what i fell in love with so i'm excited for world of warcraft i'm gonna ask aaron to hand me that box that mixtape box over there because we got to get you guys in the mixtape club now this isn't quite an esport it will be soon. You guys, <laughs> all right, you guys familiar with Mixtape? No. no. All right, if you want to check it out, mixtapethegame.com. I'm going to pull a card out of here. I'm going to read a scenario, and we're all going to pick a song. And then we get oh, to man. vote. And here's the thing is we're used to playing this with three people. All right. <laughs> this is so suiting for you. You just figured out that you have the most amazing dance moves ever. What song plays next? I'm going with the theme song from Saturday Night Fever. Let's stand alive. Mm-hmm. No one in the studios right now is old enough to probably even know what I'm talking about. But yeah, stand alive, stand. Alive. It was like John Travolta. Yeah, when yeah. Was young, anyway, Dancing mm. Queen. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> what is that? 25th of September. Who does that? I don't remember. You're, uh, Mason, you're more, you, you can sing remember? it. There you go. I mean, you belt it out. Fifth of September. Remember that? Yeah. Man. <laughs> this is so I, I know hard. What you're talking about. I don't know song names. That's okay. As long as you can sing it, we, that will count that as a as a registration. I already know who won. You should. Yeah, just he won. It. I know. Aaron Wentz. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Hockey, the Dancing Queen, <laughs> is the winner of mixtape, whatever episode number this is. Congratulations. You've won a scholarship to oh. our podcast university. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. When do it, I start? We, uh, we will give you a portion of the revenue that is generated oh, wow. from the podcast. So look forward to that check in the mail. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So on the way, as we kind of round this down, uh, round this out, I think we should all also in the vein of mixtape pick our favorite classic game. Okay. Okay. So, um, you guys can go first because I have to, you know what? I'm going to go really old school. I love decathlon on the Atari. Okay. Like that's as old school as it gets. But when that came out, I was like, and, and the reason I loved it is you guys remember track and field, the stand up mm-hmm. arcade game. And like, that was a really cool game to play, but you know, I had to walk all the way up to like circle K to play it. So decathlon at home, let's go. I'll go with that. I'm going to go with unreal tournament. Cause I think that was one of the very first big multiplayer yeah. games. And what is that? Unreal Tournament. It came out in the late '90s, early 2000s. I was on the first, and like most games, to, a lot of games today still use the Unreal Engine, yeah, yeah, as one of the graphics engines. It's really popular. Yeah. Okay. Um. So if we're talking just platformer, I would say Super Mario Bros. Three. That's my favorite. Um. If we're talking esport, Starcraft One. Yeah. Oh, now I have to think of two. 
Um, <laughs> raising the bar. Mine's probably Warcraft 2. Um, oh, yeah. That's I, good I played so much of that. My brother so mad at me for hogging the computer oh, all yeah. the time. Um, if we're talking platformer, it's probably Turtles in Time. Wow. I don't you know, know what any of those are. You're talking about hogging the computer. I remember like one of the first real disputes I had with my little sister was the original NES and like who got to play Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. We had like a timer and like when that thing went off, you better be done. And you know what? My mom didn't care. She didn't care if you were about to get to level five through the warp tunnel. That, <laughs> that, that bell went off. You better be ready to quit. Uh, yeah. And then I, I also remember, remember Duck Hunt or like Gumshoe. Those were like the original gun mm -hmm. games that you had on the Nintendo. So, well, guys, this was really interesting. Um, as time goes fast and we're about out of time here. But if you guys want to, uh, if you're listening, you want to check out what Aaron and Mason do, you can go to highschoolesportsleague.com. Check them out on Twitter. If you want to follow the Startup Hustle podcast, you can find us at, at Startup Hustle Podcast on Instagram and a lot of other places. And on behalf of Matt Watson, since he was such a beautiful performer today, <laughs> reach down, hit that fifth star, hit that subscribe button. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. We appreciate everything you do. I think this is really cool. And if you guys are listening, go check them out online. Thank yeah, you. Thank See you. Ya. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.